Okay. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to CCEP. Uh, now, before I get into anything, I know exactly what all of you are thinking. Aaron, what happened to you? I shaved. All jokes aside, I'm Thomas, uh, the pastor's son, and I've been given the honor from our church and the hub to bring you this sermon today. Um, I want to thank all of you, and especially the hub, uh, for this opportunity today. It's really great. During the summer, we've been studying the names of God, and on this Father's Day, I happen to be preaching about Abba Father. Um... So before we go too deep into the meaning of Abba, uh, our memory verse. Our memory verse is Romans 8.15. Note that this version is not from our Bibles, the NIV. Today I will be preaching out of the NLT, or the New Living Translation. It says basically the same thing. It's just a little bit easier to understand, I think. Okay, here's our verse. Please say it with me. So you have not received spirit that makes you fearful slaves... Instead, you received God's spirit, and you you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Romans 8.15. All right, one more time. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. One Abba Father. Romans 8.15. One more time. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received his spirit when you lifted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Romans 8.15. All right, let's test ourselves. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Romans eight fifteen. You guys are a lot better than the first service. Just putting that out there. Okay. In a very literal sense, Abba was used long ago in the Middle East as a word for a very close relative. Most commonly, a father. In Hebrew, and a lot of those type of languages, when someone said something twice in literature, it was basically put in bold. So, when someone said, Abba Father, they were basically saying, Father Father, which means, Abba Father is very, very significant. See what I did there? When someone said, Abba Father, it wasn't like, Oh, hey, Dad. It was a very special name only given to very special people. Get a better understanding of what Abba Father means. Let's look in the Bible to see where we, and how it was used. Our first being Mark fourteen thirty six. This was Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane before his crucifixion. He was anxious, and he needed his heavenly Father. He says, Abba Father, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. In this verse, he's clearly showing his respect and loyalty to his Abba Father, God. Abba Father must be respected and obeyed. The next time we see Abba Father in the Bible happens to be our memory verse, Romans 8.15.
So, you have not received... <coughs> excuse me. So, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. So what can we gain from that? Well, historically, slaves could not call their masters Abba. Only the master's own children could call them only the master's own children could call them that. So, we respect God and we are loyal, but we are not his slaves. Take me and my dad, for example. I respect him, and I do what he says. But do I work for him? No. No way. (laughs) I love him, and he loves me. It would be stupid if I acted like his employee. Likewise, our relationship with God is not a business transaction. At a job, you work for me, and I give you a fair compensation with money. But with God, it is different. Abba Father loves you, no matter your predicament. More than that, Just as a good father, God will always provide for our needs. In response, we get to love and respect him. The third and last time we see Abba Father in the Bible happens to be Galatians 4, 6. As it goes, it goes as follows. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out Abba Father. Notice that once again, it says because we are God's children, not his slaves. We call him Abba Father. Now that we know a little bit more on about on what about Abba on about what Abba Father means, let's take a dive into our core verse of the lesson. Romans eight fifteen. Again, I apologize, but our church Bibles are not the same version as I'm preaching on. Um I'm preaching out of the NLT, not the NIV. The wording will be a little bit different. It says the same thing, basically. So follow along with me, starting with the first part of our verse. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. So start with, notice that you have received a spirit. Before we talk about that, let's discuss the spirit that we haven't received. The spirit that we haven't received is the one that makes us fearful slaves. The book of Romans discusses this spirit. In Romans 6.20, we read, When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you do. Things that end in eternal doom. So, the spirit we have not received is a spirit of lawlessness. Children without parents can do whatever they want. They don't have to eat their greens. They don't have to clean their rooms. They don't have to say please or thank you. Well, that might be fun for a while, and it would be. Uh, Children without parents inevitably make bad choices. Choices that hurt them. In fact, my dad tells me, when I was a toddler, he saved my life at least a hundred times a day. In our verse from Galatians, we read, And that's the way it was before us. That's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. We didn't receive a spirit of lawlessness because that's the spirit we started with. Just like children, we all do what we want or we think is best. Like children, we just can't help ourselves. And just like children, we all inevitably make bad choices. The Bible calls these sin. The passage that we read earlier from Romans warns warns us about these. And these end in eternal doom. That, my friends, 
is a spirit of fearful slaves. It may be the spirit that we start with. Are you, aren't you happy that it's not the spirit that we received? The spirit that we have received is God's own spirit. I'm not kidding. Take a look at our text, because that's what it talks about next. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. See? It says it right there in the Bible. You received God's spirit, who's also known as the Holy Spirit. One of the perks of having the Holy Spirit is that he doesn't make you fearful slaves. Isn't that great? Many religions are based on the premise that you are a slave to a higher being. Our God is not like that. I cannot stress that enough. We are his children. So why doesn't God's Holy Spirit make us afraid? After all, we are mortal. Or we are mortal and he is eternal. He is holy and we are sinful. So God's Holy Spirit doesn't make us afraid because God changes who we are. We were sinners and enemies of God. God mercifully didn't send us his Holy Spirit when we were still his enemy. If he did, we would have been obliterated. Let's look again at what the Bible says. You received God's Holy Spirit when he adopted you. This is when you became a Christian. When you became a Christian, you became part of God's family. Paul's letters to the Galatian church talks about this. It reads, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who are slaves to the law, so he could adopt us as his very own children. Jesus' death was the price of your adoption. You are very, 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 very valuable. What more? God is super happy to adopt you. I know. I was just as surprised as you are. But it's true. Ephesians 1.5 tells us God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Since God had adopted us and given us his new spirit, the Holy Spirit, we now have the privilege to do something almost unimaginable. Take a look again at the text. Do you see it there at the end of the verse? It says, now we call him Abba Father. Remember, slaves couldn't call their masters Abba. We can. This means we are more than slaves. Back to that passage in Galatians 4. We read, And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God made you his heir. Do you get that? As his former enemies, we don't even deserve to be his slaves. Yet, God made us his kids. Even better, he made us his heirs. That means we are co-owners of everything that is Christ's. Let me break that down for you. In Matthew 28, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Everything in heaven and on earth is a whole lot. If you're in Christ... That is your inheritance. It's pretty overwhelming. The Apostle John was blown away by this as well. In 1 John 3, he writes, See how very much our Father loves us? For he calls us his children, and that is what we are. This is what we are. As God's children, we do gain amazing inheritance. But that's not the best part. I get a lot of great stuff because I'm my parents' son. I have a house with my own room, 
I have good food. I even have my own phone. While all of this stuff is great, the best part of being in my family is knowing I'm loved. My parents don't just give me stuff. They actually care for me. They enjoy being with me, which makes being with them a whole lot more tolerable. <laughs> I know not everyone has loving parents like I do. Regardless, whether or not you, have, you feel loved by your parents, know this. God loves you. God loves you. God chose you. God made you his family. As his child, you can go to your Abba Father anytime. This is what Jesus did in his moment of crisis. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus went to his heavenly Father. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, we see his prayer. Abba Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Jesus knew his Abba Father is powerful. Jesus knew his Abba Father is loving. Jesus knew his Abba Father is good. Because of all this, Jesus respected his Abba Father's authority with obedience. So, what can we gain from this sermon? Well, know that Abba Father has authority and can love us at the same time. It's hard for people to do that, right? Take your boss, for instance. Do they have authority over you? Yes. Yes, very much. But do they love you? Probably no. At least not much. Try not doing your job and see if they'll let you move in with them once you get fired. <laughs> yeah, being an employee is way different than being a child. God is special in how he has the power to rule the world, but the heart to love it too. Unlike other religions, God is not merely a dictator, but rather our Abba Father. Yes, we need to obey him, but we also get to love him. With all that in mind, what are some next steps you can take to strengthen your relationship with God? Take a look at the back of your connection card. I have some suggestions. Maybe you can start simple and memorize Romans 8.15. It truly is a strong verse, and I recommend memorizing it to pretty much anyone. Perhaps you're, if you're feeling good, you can read Romans 8. It'll take you like 20 to 30 minutes if you read slow. Seriously, though. Romans 8 is one of the most uplifting chapters in Scripture. If you haven't read it in a while, why not do it this week? If you've been a bit distanced from God lately, you can go to your Abba Father and talk to him. Like Jesus, he's there, and he's ready to listen. Maybe you just need to trust and obey your... You just need to trust and obey Abba Father. He knows best. Or perhaps you've been listening to me today and you've, know, and you've not been adopted into God's family yet. You could talk to my dad about that. He knows how all of this works. Trust me. And he would be very, very happy to talk to you about that. Whatever your commitment, please make that now. This is also a great time to jot down any prayer requests you may have. This is also a great time. Uh, and if you have an offering to give, this is a great time to get that ready as well. In just a minute, our greeters will pass the offering baskets. When you get the basket, take your connection card and drop it in the offering basket along with your tithes and offerings. Thank you again for giving me this opportunity to share God's word with you on this Father's Day. And to all our dads out there, happy Father's Day. And a special happy Father's Day to our heavenly Abba Father. Now please join me as we conclude this portion of our service in prayer. Abba Father, we love you. Thank you for delivering us from the spirit of slavery and fear. 
Thank you for adopting us as your own children. Thank you for giving us the gift of your Holy Spirit and for the incredible gift of your love. Please accept these commitments as we have made along with our tithes and offerings. As a sign of our love to you, we pray this in the name of our Savior Jesus. Amen.